Welcome back to episode 91 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency where we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iron Man, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Bitcoin takes off as we look back to how we got here. Next, events in Decentraland are only phase one towards the long-term journey. Then we go over some fundamental missing pieces in Decentraland. And finally, let's take a look at how we're solving the district dilemma in Decentraland. All right, let's listen in. What is up, dude? Oh, man. All kinds of shit, dude. Yeah. Crazy so, world we're living in. Yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin's at $16,800, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's, come it's, on. It's like it's barely starting to register with me. Dude, you know? this is... I'm not sure if it's because I'm too, like, sidetracked and distracted. You know what I mean? Like, it probably is. I'm not is. a fucking... Huh? It probably is. Has to be, right? Yeah. Dude. But I don't Bitcoin, think so, dude. I think this is, like, normal market psychology i think like a lot of us are still in disbelief dude if we pulled up that stupid bubble chart yeah that everybody kind of refers to nowadays we're in that part of the cycle that's like disbelief right we're like pre-bull cycle you yeah know what i mean i know but that's a good thing right yeah yeah that means it's working yeah like, that's how i feel like man yeah disbelief this is bullshit like yeah it's all gonna come tumbling down any minute now <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> 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 well, yeah, for sure. It is going to come down. But uh, the point here is not necessarily what the absolute price of Bitcoin is right now. It's that it's just hanging out at 16000 Like, Yeah. Like, it's it's easy. Yeah. If, if Bring yourself back to twenty eight early 2018 when we were at $16,000 Bitcoin, dude. Remember the energy back then, dude? It was insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like madness in the streets, literally. Like, people selling their houses liquidating all their freaking private assets to try and get on this train are, you, are you talking about you mean 2017 right on its way up no like late 2018 it's like oh wait yeah that was 2017 wasn't it yeah that was late 2017 yeah, yeah. 2017 yeah. yeah you're right yeah okay well take yourself back to those days dude like yeah there, everybody was liquidating everything just to buy bitcoin yeah and so and soon after same, that same price but three years later basically yeah now, and, and not only that, really, I mean, really, yeah. it, sixteen thousand. It spent maybe a couple of hours at sixteen thousand before it, it just kept going up. And so <laughs> yeah. we've spent over, I don't know, may at least a couple of days above sixteen thousand. But we spent over three and a half months over ten thousand dollars, which has never, again, never happened before. Yeah, dude, and it doesn't feel like that long ago. It was like six six months ago when the world was collapsing. Yeah, right. that's right. That's like, right. I literally was. I was thinking like this is the end type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Bitcoin's failed experiment, dude. Definitely not store value, dude. Fake yeah, yeah. news, <laughs> all that shit. You know, like I, I that was a crazy event, dude. And no, almost for sure. feels almost feels coordinated at this point. Like you know, Satoshi probably created COVID, dude, or something. You know, like yeah. whoever's in charge of creating Bitcoin, like <clears throat> probably the same whatever entity or like. uh maybe you can yeah. call this thing god i don't know whoever's in, <laughs> whoever's in control of this whole thing yeah it's like the, they the took the covid they took covid out of the same like menu of like like playing sim city like i'm just gonna yeah. put this into society just to see what happens you yeah know? it's like bitcoin is one that's just to shake up the nest a little bit see what happens and then covid's another one it's like a it's out of the same class of like, I see. I see like every decade there's like a, a human shifting event, right? Yeah. Bitcoin so, was one, COVID is another. Well, yeah. before that was probably like 9 11. 9 11, like yeah. That. Yeah, these are like paradigm shifting events, you know, yeah. like in the, every they decade. Seem to, they seem to come like once every 10 years, yeah. And like the market always like corrects every 10 years. I don't know what it is, dude. It's That's just, true. That's true, man. It's very weird. You have a yeah. point. It's a weird world, like I like I, the way I started to do weird world we live in, dude. So yeah, it's like a it's a wave, man. We have our ups and downs. I think that's like maybe that's just the the status quo of of nature, right? Yeah, the ebb and flow. Yeah, it's just that things go up and things go down, and yeah, that's it. The freaking those freaking Chinese are right, dude. The yin and yang. Is that yeah, Chinese yeah. There you go. Yeah, dude. Life always finds a way to balance itself out, dude. It's, can't have too much of a good thing and too much of a bad thing, dude. It's just like yeah. You gotta balance this shit. So, but the fact that sixteen thousand dollar Bitcoin is just hanging out, like, yeah, it's on schedule. Like, who would have thought? 
right? Well, we totally thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we totally thought. Like, we 100%. That's what's blowing my mind about this. Yeah. And yeah, I, I still, like, hardly react to it, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, see, that's what shocks me. Yeah. It's like, I, I can't believe it. And I, I think the crypto community is just equally as surprised as the two of us are. Yeah. But the mainstream, they're like, hey, you know, $16,000 Bitcoin again. Look at that. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then it just it just continues on like that for me. There's like something in my brain that just totally sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm witnessing it happening happening a second time. Yeah. And like, and I'm still not a believer to the point where like this is definitely not going to happen again after this. See, like, that's why. You know what I mean? That's why I said that you know there's a chance bitcoin you know everybody's projecting bitcoin to go to 100k 200k whatever it is yeah somewhere in that range right and and i think there's a chance that the big whales that are holding huge bitcoin bags are going to dump at 80,000 and that's oh, the just peak to like throw some kind of curveball yeah <laughs> absolutely of course yeah of course that's a chance right yeah of course i mean cuz you you have to dump on somebody buying your bag right what are the odds that people are still buying bitcoin at $200,000 Pretty good odds, dude. They were buying at twenty thousand three years ago, like in like three years prior, or like a year or two prior to that, when Bitcoin was hovering around twelve hundred bucks. You probably would have been saying the same thing. What are the odds? Yeah, people are going to be buying twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin, right? Yeah, it fucking happened, dude. And here we are about to revisit that same reality. You know, that's what's so crazy. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's <clears throat> mind boggling what's happening, dude. Like, dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> Sometimes I don't like thinking about it. it gives me the GVs. Yeah, know? man. I, I, I'm thinking this bull run is going to be di- unlike the others, dude. It, it has to be. I think the thing that has, yeah, but the thing that has to change now is because in order for Bitcoin to get to that kind of valuation that everyone's like projecting and predicting, you know, in the six figures per Bitcoin, like all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're talking market caps the size of like in the realm of, you know, large scale, large, wide, widely adopted traditional assets. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that would mean Bitcoin is five times its valuation. Right now, Bitcoin's at $300 billion. That's so 1.5 trillion. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, that's the whole market cap, isn't it? No, no, no. Is Bitcoin at 300 billion? Yeah, 300 million, yeah. Or 300 billion. Sorry, 300 billion. billion. Yeah, yeah, 300 billion. Hold on, dude. I need verification. Yeah, yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I looked like... at it. I looked at it a few minutes ago. It's at 300 billion. So. Let's, Holy crap, dude, you're right. Yeah, so $300 billion and let's assume, let's just make it easy on ourselves. It's $20,000 Bitcoin at $300 billion. So yeah. we think the peak is going to be at hundred k. so that's five times. That's $1.5 trillion asset. Dude, that's freaking insane. Yeah, see, so the, all of a sudden the narrative is shifting. It's insane, but compared to gold, it's still, what, 10% of it? Yeah, but dude, gold's a freaking dinosaur, dude. Like, oh, for sure. But kingdoms have been well, but have that's come what, and gone. What I'm saying is, even gold, you know? even a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin is still cheap compared to yeah, gold. But but it's no longer to the point where like you can speculate that this thing is like a fad. This is just oh, like for a bunch sure. Of te- this is just a bunch of techno nerds just pumping up the price, dude. One point five trillion dollars is yeah dude there's not enough nerds in the world to get to get get that amount of money together you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's so much fucking money i think we're talking like government like hoarding at that level or like you're gonna you start so? to see, at a trillion i mean you might start to see government start to fomo in you know what yeah i mean, I mean we've like, seen we've seen coinbase wait what was it coinbase no binance fomo in on sushi and what else yeah, yeah i mean we, we've seen these we've seen huge companies fomo to, to yeah, see a I mean, country it FOMO, matter. it's very possible. Yeah, it doesn't matter how powerful of an entity you are. Like, you're still at the whim of, like, your human mind. And, like, you still feel, you know, greed more so than anybody else if you're, like, a country, right? And you start to see all this this asset we're talking about in the trillions of dollars, dude. It's, yeah. it's like all of a sudden this thing is, like, what it claims to be. It's this actual super valuable commodity, right? And, like, the, the valuation of it reflects it now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, all I'm saying is like, this is enough data to like validate any of like the traditional, you know, skeptics from like, you know, the, the old financial world. Yeah. But you know there, I mean? there's two sides to this. Bitcoin will get to hundred K and a $1.5 trillion asset. And then it's going to lose 70 to 80% of its value over, over the next three years. Oh, and man. everybody else, the other camp that says Bitcoin's a scam they're going to be like, you see, I told you. 
yeah the peter shift's gonna come out and yeah. like gold's like and, barely and, cracking 2k at that point yeah <laughs> <laughs> he like made a nice solid 10 percent or this 20 years of doubt or whatever 15 yeah. years of doubt yeah yeah dude yeah and um but it's gonna crash to like 20,000 or 30,000 like we got a new low but it's like absurdly high if you really take a step back and look at it yeah Maybe I don't know. I mean, who? I mean, Maybe on average, point, who can really uh, afford a twenty or thirty thousand dollar Bitcoin? Some no, people maybe. can, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying like you're not going to be able to collect that one Bitcoin anymore at that point. Maybe at some point, because <clears throat> I don't know if we have this data or not. But has there ever been a point in time throughout history where like an asset goes through a bubble cycle and then recovers and then remains like no longer? Just like is a bubble cycle necessary in order for it to like sustain mm. its valuation, you know? Well, I think naturally that's think, what's going to happen with Bitcoin because at for yeah. every four years the halving occurs, the less impact it has on the price. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that's what I think that's what's so what, what you're saying might not actually happen. There might not be this. This might be the last like major bear phase. I know, agree. Where there's like an 80, 90% correction. Agreed. This could be one of the last ones, right? The the bear corrections are going to get smaller and smaller. I agree. Yeah. And like, you're right. So that probably means like the, the bullish tops will probably get like shorter and, and shorter. So there's yeah. going to be less, they're not going to be like freaking massive bubbles anymore. It's just going to be like a volatile market. That's right. Like, you know, kind of like gold. Well, gold's, I mean, gold is still volatile, but like in a much larger time frame because True. of its huge market cap, you know, but That's it's right. a stable thing. Right. And Bitcoin's supposed to be this stable asset. Yeah. So. And I think it will be. I think. I, I don't know if, if it's going to happen this cycle or maybe like a couple more cycles down the road when this thing's like a $10 trillion asset. You know, who knows? Yeah. But I think at some point the bubbles stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, you, you won't be able to distinguish what a high point and a low point is because the, the time frames are so long. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It'll Eventually. Probably be like, like 20 years for exactly. Bitcoin to go up 10 to 20%. Exactly. Like exactly. You know? See, yeah, that's why right, man. it's so important to collect that, that Bitcoin right now. At least have one. Like, yeah. ideally, I mean, ideally, you want to have two, right? One to, like, play around with. <laughs> ideally, then, you'd like to have 20, though. I mean, <laughs> being reasonable, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah but true. But I'm saying, like, you play with one, like, actually sell it off, but just keep the other one. Just, like, put it into, like, a bank like a, a, an actual bank vault, leave the hard drive in there and just forget about it. Yeah. But Wait, what, are you, what are you doing with the other one? <laughs> the other one is, is you're actually selling it. You're actually like trading it. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So once for like lock it away and like put that bitch in your will and like pass it down yeah. from generation to generation. The yeah. other one's like, it's just part of your liquid portfolio. Like That's right. actually That's yeah, right. liquidate at any point. Yeah, dude, I wish life was that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Where you could just have like forever money just chilling, dude. You know, that'd be fucking great, dude. Yeah. But, yeah. That's not my reality anymore, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I, that's the goal. That's the that's that's like your your daily motivation is to achieve that. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, it's, I think it's going the best to be way to that do important. It is to, to ride whatever you got in the market now, just ride the way up. And keep watching the Block Runner podcast because <laughs> we're definitely gonna call the top, dude. I've called it For like sure. I've called like three tops already, dude. Yeah, so absolutely. We're gonna be screaming at the top of our lungs whenever we notice, like, okay, it's time to exit. Yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna be like, this is financial advice, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is. Like, no more bullshit, dude. Get your funds out, and you know. Who who is it that needs to tweet out about Bitcoin for you to know that this is officially the t the tippy top? Like fucking like I don't know, like Logan Paul type shit, you know, like no. you know, some kind of No, they're 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 young enough to be already in Bitcoin. Yeah, but to, to make a, a, a ginormous spectacle of it. So okay, yeah, maybe not him, because he's already like in the game of like pumping Someone's so things. disconnected, like disconnected from like reality. Like it's just Hollywood, Br dude. Britney Spears does yeah. a tweet and says do you have a Bitcoin? And it's like, okay, now you sell. <laughs> yeah, it's just Hollywood, pretty much. Yeah, Hollywood. Like, I, I, I remember, like, Big Bang Theory had a whole episode dedicated to Bitcoin and shit. Yeah. And, yeah, as soon as it starts to, like, creep its way back into, like, Hollywood scripts and, like, 
yeah, you just definitely pay attention to Twitter. I don't know, man. The signs are just always there to me. Yeah, I, they're, they're obvious when they happen. Yeah, it's hard to predict. I, yeah. So, so, but again, so ride whatever you got in Bitcoin. If you don't have a full Bitcoin, that's okay because yeah. all you got to do is exit at the right time and then just wait for the right time to buy back in. All of a sudden, you're gonna have multiple Bitcoins. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because this is definitely a patience man game. Yeah. If you're patient, you can. You can those actually the ride times, the waves. Yeah, those are the only times you should be buying and selling. Like you just have entry and exit points. That's it. Like they're like long term ones too, not yeah. daily like ins and outs. You don't want to do that, dude. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fun game. It's yeah. not only is it like so stressful to your life and like you know. Yeah, it takes a lot of time for sure to to be doing day day trades. Yeah, we should get a like a a well known day trader to talk about like his daily activities his daily life yeah i bet you he'll say the same thing like dude my life sucks ass bro <laughs> but he's like i spend like 12 hours a day in front of like six monitors there's like 20 different charts on my in front of my face you know like but I he loves sleep, it like nah but yeah whenever he gets the chance to like step away from those screens and then he, he like looks at his balance and he's like all right it was all worth it yeah you know what I mean? yeah for sure. <laughs> that's what it's about yeah but i don't know i'm a well, little a little different i'm not so much like money hungry like i was last cycle you know why is that I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I got older and I've lived through the perspective. I had money and yeah. I spent it. And like, so now you realize like hey, having a bunch of money is like, eh. yeah, like, I mean, it, it was, it's definitely like, uh, it, it solves a lot of things. Like a lot of the cliches are true about money. You know, there's the cliche for a reason. Cause a lot of people lived yeah. through it. So like they tell their tales in different ways, whether it's like a rap song or like, you know, some mm -hmm. type of shit. Yeah. But a lot of it's like, mo like more money, more problems, dude. This shit's real. Like it, it actually happens. You, now all of a sudden you can't like trust the people around you because you feel like they're all manipulating you or they're taking advantage of your, you know, your the good status. status and shit. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden the people around you don't feel real anymore. That's one like super real thing. Uh it's just like short-term thrills that you can like, and then you start to think, yeah, what am I going to spend all this money on? You know? Yeah. Like, and so that occupies your mind too often. And like, but at the end of it, you realize like none of it really was that, you know, that valuable as, as far as like a purchase goes. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Know? For sure. Stuff like that. I don't know. I, mean, I can go on and on about that stuff, but yeah, it's not like I made millions or anything, but I, I made enough to get a taste of that reality. And I, so it's like, yeah, yeah I, I hear uh, you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, yeah, I mean, once you I'm make not, a ton I'm of money, I'm not that eager to like do it all over again. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I I feel like you should be, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I think no, there isn't. I, I think you would. I mean, if you were to you know get that wealth again, I think you would spend it a little bit more wisely. Yeah, for sure. Like so, I I don't know. I think if it does happen again, if this bull run is does uh, fulfill the prophecy. Yeah. You would spend that money a lot better than what you spent it on in the, in the last bull cycle. Yeah, I would just like to be a lot more selfless in in the sense that I, I'd probably try to be more like philanthropic with it. You know, well, try and I help feel like others. I, I was of, more in the angle of making reinvesting that in the right. Well, yeah, to areas. grow more. Yeah, yeah, true. <clears throat> because it has to be sustainable. Otherwise, like, why why go through this rich phase if you're gonna go right through this again. poor phase? Yeah. You know, like that doesn't, you're not going anywhere at that point. It's true. It's true. I mean, poor, yeah, poor face sucks too. Not, like, I'm not saying being poor is great or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both, you know, it's definitely better to have money than to not have money for sure. Like it solves a lot of issues. Like no longer are you just constantly thinking about like, oh man, where's the money going to come from? Yeah. Like money is no longer like uh, a topic of concern. Concern anymore. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Which is huge. That's like true freedom in this world, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think if you, I mean, having to worry about that stuff constantly is, is definitely a drain on the brain for sure. But I think the real goal is sustainability. I mean, we talk about this all the time, man. I feel like it's a broken record at this point. If you've been listening to the block runner, yeah. like we keep talking about sustainability, like we're talking about the earth and what we're doing to it. Like we can't continue collecting oil because 
it destroys the planet, right? So that's not sustainable. We talk about Decentraland and the, the, the community, what they're working on. That's not sustainable. Events are not sustainable. Like, there's a lot of things that humans do that are completely not sustainable. And, and to me, in my perspective, I just don't understand. I don't understand why. It just feeds into that what I just talked about. Like, it's that short-term dopamine release. That's what events in Decentraland feel like to me. <laughs> hey, that's, <laughs> you a good, know what I mean? that's a good explanation for sure. Yeah, like it, it, like these events that we all host and stuff, it's, it makes us feel good for like the moment. And as soon as they're over, it's like we're back to like destitution, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're back to yeah. despair. Like, man, there's nothing to do. It's like this is like, like all of a sudden we we, we're, we haven't escaped from our core issues. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like now all of a sudden <laughs> our, our, our reality and all the anxiety is back. That's always existed, but. No yeah. longer are we distracting ourselves with these like events that we're hosting and shit like that. Yeah, Same I thing definitely with, like, feel spending that. your money on like, you know, strippers and like, <laughs> you know, alcohol, drugs, same thing. Yeah. All the same core issues are existent, but you can escape from them for a little bit. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the truth, dude. Yeah, I totally hear you. I think the dopamine response for people having events, that's totally accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so you, you, God. Yeah. I, you're, I, you're in the camp of like, uh, and, it, and it reflects in like your lifestyle, like you're saying, like you like a sustainability approach where you want things to be like chilling all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like this like spectacle going on. Right. But it's also not like despair and like, you know, straight depression, but it's like nice and hovering in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way you like it. So that, and that's sustainable. That's the way we should aim to make things, you know, because that's the healthiest way to go about life for sure. And like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's the healthiest business model, right? That's yeah. the, the healthiest strategy in life just to be the thing that you do sustainable. If you're going to go to the gym, you go to the gym on a consistent basis. Not, you don't have like these on seasons and off seasons. Like that's not, that's not how being healthy works. There's no, off season for for health right yeah. it, it has to be consistent yeah, i've seen that where like you'll go into a cycle we're like all right i'm completely out of shape but now all of a sudden i watch like some like rocky movie or something and yeah. i feel like i need to get jacked yeah yeah you know you just watch 300 or something right you know? right <laughs> so you hit the gym you buy all the supplements you want all the pre-workout and shit and then all of a sudden like six months in you like snap your shoulder or some shit like that yeah because you're going too hardcore right right but instead yeah you should have just been lifting lighter weights and like you know do it moderation. more consistently yeah consistently yeah and you would have the same result or better result because yeah. you wouldn't be injured you know that's I mean? exactly right yeah man yeah these are some life lessons bro yeah dude <laughs> i guess we got some now dude we've lived some life so we kind of understand a little bit yeah i mean that's that's sort of the point of doing the podcast too it's like we gotta we gotta talk about the things that we discover because if you don't talk about them and share them, then you know these experiences are just sort of wasted. Yeah, but it's it's still it's 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 yeah. See, but the the events and stuff like that that's the sexy stuff, right? Yeah, that, that's the stuff. But you know, like the- it's like to you and me, those events they're so superficial. Like we know, like yeah, the event was cool, but then what? Well, it's because we're staring at the at the face of of. Yeah, Satan every day, literally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're trying to operate a business here. Yeah, for in sure. In this world, we're trying to sustain ourselves because we're devoting ourselves pretty much entirely to this thing. Yeah. So we want it to pay off, so we can keep doing it. So all of a sudden, our perspective is a lot different than people who just show up from time to time and just want to, you know, get a little bit of the experience, right? Yeah, <clears throat> I 100% agree. I think. Yeah. um the, the business aspect certainly provides, I think, all our viewers with a, a different angle that, you know, that we struggle with, like sustainability. And I think most people who want to, man, I don't even know if people want to build out Decentraland. Is that even a desire? It's like, does anyone really care? Mm. I mean, I, you know people? what? Like landowners? Any, no, anybody in Decentraland. Like, I, I guess... I guess anybody who invested in Decentraland does care. The question is, what can people do about it? Yeah. And then if they're willing to do something about it, what should they be doing that's sustainable that helps Decentraland grow? Mm. So, shit. I, and I don't even know if we're going, if we need to be going this deep. 
as far as us personally? Yeah, as, as far as yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, why? I mean, I for for us personally, we know why, but yeah. But why though? You know what I'm saying? Like why decentralized? Like, why why not just we get Corv to make some other application? Yeah. You know? Uh, let's see why decentralized? You know what? You know what it is? I know why. It's because Decentraland has a prototype, which we've talked about before. And that prototype has, has had a volume of a billion dollars. And we think that as speculators as we are, we think that Decentraland can get there. Yeah, or beyond. Or be, oh Yeah, definitely beyond for sure. Just because the prototype Just, yeah. was based on an honor system and Decentraland is based on cryptography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this whole space in general, like, well, I focus on this whole blockchain gaming space. Me in particular, I have a a lifelong devotion to that is gaming. You know, that's yeah. literally the only thing I, I, I find joy in this world without like the influence of substances. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like naturally, I spent the majority of my life in that world. I probably have like equal like living hours in the virtual world as I do in the physical <laughs> world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No joke. Probably do. So now I discover like now there's like a potential evolution of that second half of my life to where like no longer is that half of my life spent wasted. Yeah. If we can accomplish what I guess what everyone's trying to do as a collective in this space, like all of a sudden we have like new, I don't know, like a whole new opportunity for a whole new generation. I feel like Yeah. the the next generation, not me, dude, I'm too old to like play anything. I but suck. you know what? But you know <laughs> I what? Suck in all games now. Most people in Decentraland, they're our age or older, right? Yeah. There's not that many like super young people who yeah, are like hanging out in Decentraland. Like they're not. There's just not right because it, it it does yeah. require some money to be you know in this little sandbox that we're the you know Decentraland built. But uh-huh. I mean, for the most part, it's like you got to be a generally good developer. You got to have money to be a landowner. You, um. You have to have time to be a player. Like, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. But so what, what about it? There's like an older demographic here. Well, because what, what I'm saying is like in, so we had this meeting earlier with Corv and we were talking about, you know, blockchain gaming. And the only thing that blockchain provides to the, the game, like ecosystem is the ability to generate money as a player. Yeah. Like I said, it's 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 the ability to exchange your time value in exchange for like you currency know, value. Yeah, mo- actual you know monetary exchange. Yeah, you know, but just like so, you exchange your time for work, like yeah. in the real world, the same thing is possible now in, in these these virtual worlds and blockchain gaming specifically. Yeah, but what I mean about age is that. I don't think there's a limit to making money in Decentraland in terms of an age. Like, it's not the same as a basketball player that once you're like 35, you're pretty much at the end of your career. Mm-hmm. Like in blockchain gaming, I don't, I don't think there's an age limit. That it's weird that somebody's playing well, Axie at 45 years old. <laughs> like, I don't no, think. No, but don't if you want to compete, if you if if they structured <clears throat> their game to where like the highest reward potential only goes to those who are the, you know the top performers of that game. They tend to be young. Yeah, of course, right. because you know it requires like either like higher, quicker reflexes, you know, longer endurance. Like I yeah. can barely spend more than an hour staring at this fucking monitor now, dude. Like my <laughs> eyes just start to bleed after like a certain amount of time. You know, I yeah, used yeah. to be able to spend sixteen hours. Uh oh, everything lost... in my body. Yeah, sorry, we lost you for like a second. Oh, for like a second. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, because I spent all that time gaming. Mm-hmm. Now later in life, it's not so easy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I probably did like irreversible damage to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, yeah. I understand what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's all I mean is like, yeah, but yeah, it doesn't mean like if you're older, like you can't participate. Like you can still participate, but more than likely, you know, you're not gonna have the time, or you probably wouldn't want to spend your time like playing to earn because you have a job. Yeah, you know, you probably have kids, you have a house, you have responsibilities and shit, you know. So really, this isn't for you. I mean, maybe you can get to that point where well, I don't see why not. Like gamers ha- are some of like the wealthiest people in our culture now. You know, like Twitch streamers. Yeah, that's professional true. Professional esports players. Yeah, you Pe- got sixteen-year-olds winning like three, four, five million-dollar prizes and shit. You know. Yeah, PewDiePie makes like several million a year just making YouTube videos. Just basically doing what we're doing, but he's like playing a game and he's like saying <laughs> PewDiePie like from time to time. You <laughs> right, know, that's right, all right. he does. 
Yeah. And he's one of the richest people out there, you know? Yeah, uh, that's true. So who's to say the same, like, you know, path doesn't happen in this space? Like, now just the regular gamer. You don't have to be, like, some cool influencer guy. All you got to do is, like, be good at a game. And there you go. You got yeah, livelihood. I think it goes back to sort of our assessment of what the problem is in Decentraland. And I wonder, it feels like... We're the only ones thinking about these problems and like defining them and putting them into like a clean sentence. Like, here's what the problem is and here's our solution. If you don't agree with our solution, that's because you don't agree with the problem. Mm. And I don't yeah. think anyone in Decentraland is putting it as concise as we are. I mean, who, well, who else other can you people name? have different beliefs, you know? If you ask the same question, why Decentraland, everyone's going to have different answers, you know? So we pretty much answered on the question right now, right? Like, this is what we see. Yeah. As like the potential for Decentraland. And that's what we saw from the very beginning. And that's why we're still here, like almost two years later, right? Maybe like yeah. a year and a half in or some shit like that. Yeah. Basically two years. No, it's I almost, think. no, it's two years now, dude. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. No, are you sure? Yeah, because we, we interviewed Maddie in 2018. Oh, no. 2019. It was 2019. Uh, yeah. Like July, right? July 2019. Okay. So it's been a little more than one year. Jesus. It's only Damn. been like a year, dude. It's only been a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Dude, it feels like it's been two years already, dude. Holy like, shit. I can't believe it. It's only been like a, like a year and like three or four months or something. So almost a year and a half. Wow. Isn't that fucking bonkers, dude? <laughs> man. I, dude. Feels like a lifetime, man. I know. So yeah. But see, that's good. I guess that, and the fact that we're feeling this and we're recognizing this right now is another good sign. Like, it, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, that means life is... Slower? Slowing down. That's which good. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. That means you're doing the right thing in life. If 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 all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, dude, where'd those five years go? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's bad. <laughs> That's a bad thing. That yeah. means you're doing the wrong thing. That means you're wasting your life. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. life is just it just goes by and you just you miss the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I guess that is good. But man, I, it feels like man, we've gone through like a gauntlet just like trying to yeah. trying to survive. Well, like I said, because we have a unique perspective in the sense that we're 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 trying we we're, believe we're in this so much it. that we're, we're trying to change it to mold it to how we think it should work. You know, yeah, not just for our benefit, but for everyone who comes after us. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly because we're not going to succeed unless everyone else succeeds. Exactly, you know? so we, dude. We gotta we gotta build that groundwork, and we're hoping through our example, you know, the people following us can you know, take off too. See, that's what I like a lot about what we're doing is that we're only successful if everyone around us is successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We like, can't be solo adventurous in this world. Yeah, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah. That's not how you build economies, you know? That's true. Like in, in order for us to be successful, we need Decentraland to have a robust booming economy, just like the world. You know, Elon Musk doesn't exist by himself. He exists in a fucking yeah. large pool of capital, you know, enterprise. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, without the rest of the pieces, Elon Musk can't do what Elon Musk does. Yeah, yeah, for you know sure. I mean? So, see, but needs, yeah. I, I guess what I'm thinking about right now is: is the burden of sustainability too much for any like community? Like, I don't, I don't, because because uh, who else? That. Who else is thinking about like sustainability? Like, I don't know, man. Can you point just just give me one example of someone in Decentraland who has built something with sustainability in mind? Define sustainability first. <sighs> Meaning, like you're not dependent on like third party like uh, grants or something like that. Like yeah, like basically you you could sustain your own development through the the merit of your own work, like however much you earn, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's a good question. Like, define sustainability. Yeah, because there is nobody sustainability. Like, even we're we're not even in that category anymore. We're no longer sustainable. Yeah, I think the point is <laughs> is that we're trying to figure that out. We're trying to like yeah. crack that. Yeah, that it doesn't egg. exist. It doesn't exist yet in in, in this space. Well, I know? guess the question is, well, how to how do you sustain anything in Decentraland? Like, is it just uh, it's just just a matter of bringing? So, so let's define this. So let's say sustainability is a simple number like a thousand DAU, a thousand daily active users, right? Mm -hmm. Then let's so let's all like the whole Decentraland agrees a thousand DAU. That's our goal for sustainability, right? 
So if that's the case, what do we need to do to get a thousand DAUs into Decentraland? Yeah, now you got to defend define DAU because a thousand people logging in for a a concert and like pressing yeah. three and doing a bunch of this. Yeah. <laughs> And then so logging off two hours later, yeah. that is not a DAU metric to me. Yeah, it's a, a good DAU point. DAU is like a, a thousand people who have at least maybe they log in once a week and and uh, so a thousand weekly active users. Yeah, active users maybe weekly that, a thousand weekly active users. But active user means like they're logging in, like clocking in at least. Let's say they're clocking in at least an hour a day of gameplay. Okay. Actually, you know what? A thousand concurrent users. That's what I want to see. Like, as in, like, that's a steady thing yeah. in Central Land. Yeah. Every, every day you log in, you see a thousand concurrent people online, and it barely fluctuates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever there's, like, a major event, you might see 10,000. Sure, know? sure, sure. So you're saying at any point of the 24 hours of your existence, you can jump into Decentraland and there's at least a thousand people. Minimum. Yeah. That's that's a good start. Like we're not even Damn. there. Not even close Damn. to there. And that is like a, a, a bad game, you know, that's in, a- in, in, <laughs> in all like, you know, traditional gaming world. You sure. Know? Like if, if that's your, if that's, <clears throat> a, if you're evaluating Steam metrics for like a Steam platform game, like that's a, a shit tier game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. So that's the demon. That's that's the demon we're looking at every day. As in, like this yeah. is how we're gauging <laughs> the success of the platform, and we're over here trying to sustain ourselves off of this reality. Like it's not. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It doesn't fit. Yeah. So okay. It's. I mean, that's a man. You make a great point. Yeah. If if in order to remain sustainable, like we have to, like us as developers and like content creators of this this world, this platform, in order for that to persist it means you know we gotta have resources to build these things right like, but hold on there's uh there's something that we're missing or that decentraland throws a wrench at the whole comparison of decentraland versus a shit tier game is that anyone can make a shit tier game and put it on steam and steam has ten thousand eyeballs at any true. given moment that's true so if you have ten thousand eyeballs maybe 10 percent conversion will go to your shit tier game and play it True, especially if it's like a new release because Steam has like a whole new release category, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, they just <laughs> like to experiment with the new games. Just, yeah. Just, just you guys. Yeah. Right? They get together with their friends and they just like randomly pick a, a new game that's multiplayer and they just yeah. play it. So that's the value of the Steam platform, right? Because they've, they've congregated all those different games onto their platform. So like a new indie developer has access to that those eyeballs, right? They yeah. have that opportunity to maybe... They know their game is like hot fire, but they might not have millions of dollars to market it and yeah. make it look like that, right? So at least they can launch it on Steam. Yeah. And they can get that 10% of pool who are like just people who are just naturally curious, right? And they'll just they'll just give it a shot. Yeah. They'll give it and a shot. It, and if it yeah. has some good traction, then they'll start talking about it. And then all of a sudden it has it 10, turns 000. into among it turns into Among Us. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what Among Us is. It's an indie game that looks like shit. Not, not only that, not only did it look like shit, but they were about to close their doors before somebody on Reddit or whatever it was, YouTuber. Yeah, just some influencer, right? Yeah. Yeah. All it takes is like one guy with like a million, I don't know, followers, subscribers to play it. Like, yo, this is fucking fun. See, and then God, all see, his we, viewers come Decentraland in, can't right? even depend on that. Because let's say well, PewDiePie yeah, jumps into Decentraland, he'd be like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, and you then, have to run that experiment with like, like throw in like a... A PewDiePie type guy, and like, see, put him in Decentraland. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that onto Decentraland because, yeah, there's, I mean, there's some stuff to do now, but overall, there's nothing to do in Decentraland. It's not, yeah. See, I say that, and then I think about Among Us. Among Us isn't like this vast open world. It's just like a. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, a multiplayer it's a game. game. Yeah, it's a mini game, but there's some, there's, there's, there's a goal in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like but a, see, an objective. Something like that can be built. Something like that can be built in Decentraland and become like a viral killer thing, like game or app, right? That's possible. Yeah, uh, but over there in the corner of Decentraland, it's possible. Not like the entire like open world. No, but is it possible for like uh, let's see, let's let's segue into what we're doing right now. This is like a good segue. Uh, are you here? <laughs> we're in the district. Oh. Um... Meaning like, okay, so we have plans to... Do you want to share your screen? Can you share your screen? Yeah, sure. 
So unfortunately, I mean, more than likely, this thing's going to end up being like super choppy and laggy for y'all watching this yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, but it's not super choppy and laggy on my screen. So, But anyways, we are currently in a district. <clears throat> and if you don't notice, like there's metas all throughout it, <laughs> which is pretty fucking wild. This is like a... So yeah, let's, I don't even let's, know how to explain what's happening here. So you probably should do that, Will. Yeah. So hold on, don't move too much because it's like it's it's like jarring. But <laughs> okay. what you're looking at here, uh, for those of you listening, definitely watch this part of the of the YouTube or audio stream here. Um, what you're looking at here is a district, and for the first time, there's a district with metas on that deployed on the district. So what does that mean? That means that a district leader can now leverage what we pulled together in MetaZone and and have people deploy the content that they own, all these metas from Corona Zombies to like an ad board and deploy it on their land. So why would a district want to do this? Well, because districts have a significantly large problem, a bigger problem than the guy that owns a one-by-one. The problem is a district leader holds access to a thousand or five hundred lands, whatever it is, right? Ten thousand doesn't matter, and they have zero funding to build anything on that district. And so, so what has happened in the last three years of well, two years of Decentraland's existence as far as dis- districts go? Nothing. Nothing's happened. The only thing, the only district that has anything of value is uh, Vegas, the Vegas district with uh, the casinos. And that's about it. Like, uh, has any other district done anything of of interest, of value, of like sustainable sustainable creations? I can't mm-hmm. think of any. And then yet you look at the map, and these blue boxes. Press M. The blue boxes are so gigantic. Yeah, this is the one we're in right now. It's yeah. tiny compared to these. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> these are monsters, dude. Look at yeah, this. Yeah. Look, look, look at this. Giant giant corner of the open world with yeah. almost nothing in it. Yeah. Oh my god, this one's I think this is the biggest one. Yeah, Ethereum. this is what Ethereum? Yeah. So yeah. This and one I just walked through. And we're supposed to assume that these guys are quote unquote working on it. There's nothing happening. Nothing. Yeah, true. And so so anyways, the whole point of this new ability in MetaZone is to populate the district. Now, what does that mean for the creator? The creator can now build bigger content that bigger than a one by one content. So if a developer out there who has an idea for a game that takes 10 by 10 or a 6 by 6, something relatively large for Decentraland, you can now make it and hopefully somebody buys it. That person that buys it can now deploy it somewhere. And that person that that buys that meta doesn't have to own land to deploy it because now they can deploy it in a district. Yeah. So what does that mean? So... We've opened up the market for our creators to build bigger content, to sell bigger things to a wider market who don't have any land, who can now deploy it in a district that participates on MetaZone. Boom. So, Which is it's crazy to, to think about because I, I never thought, me personally, we'd ever have the opportunity to even like address this half of the issue that is Decentraland, you know, the district dilemma is yeah. what I like to call it. I thought that was something, you know, Coming into Decentraland, that was like one of the the biggest gripes I've heard among the community. You know, as a noob, like what the fuck is going on in here? And then you just you kind of like gauge what everyone's talking about from time to time. And it's usually like, when are we going to see something with the districts? You know? Like, yeah. I think is the districts are supposed to be like the big showcase showcase uh, zones of the metaverse. You know, because you would think so many landowners you know connected to one another would 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 inspire collaboration maybe yeah <laughs> in a perfect world where all of a sudden all these people can gather the resources together align their visions and yes. like produce these amazing this amazing content but, yeah man i think there's a misunderstanding in the in the minds of people that if you have a good idea all of a sudden it just gets created and that's yeah. not how things work like the biggest thing, the most, the most important thing in any startup is the ability to execute. Ideas do not execute themselves. So even if you have a great idea for a district, it do, it is totally meaningless what that idea is. It is only valuable if you can actually execute on that. So, I mean, it's, and it, so I want to be clear that this is not a shot at any district they are up against a wall and it's not even their fault. They were 
essentially screwed from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. From a decision that Decentraland made or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what, what led them to this point. The, the problem is we need to agree on the problem. And it doesn't seem like people are acknowledging what the real problem is or recognizing it or just, you know, being, <clears throat> I don't know, not truthful to what the, the real problem is. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> so I guess what we're going to kind of try and like demonstrate and kind of like prove the concept in a way, in the same way, like, you know, when we first made Metazone, nobody gave a shit or nobody really knew if it was going to work or not, even ourselves included, right? Yeah. We just right. had a hunch, like we, we deployed a single game on one of our lands and we're like, yo, uh, you know, this isn't very easy. <laughs> this is especially costly to any landowner who has, doesn't have, who isn't equipped with the same skills that Oscar has, right? And like we know like that's a very limited uh, pool of people who have this capability. And it's, it's, it's a likely assumption that 90,000 parcel owners aren't all developers, right? It's probably a very small yeah. fraction of that. And yeah. we were, we were 100% correct in our assumption because nothing is being built. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're like, the platform needs to exist for these builders and these landowners to, you know, to, to like have like symbiosis with one another yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we built Metazone. So there's a. <clears throat> so what Oscar did was a showcase of the platform that he That's built. Right. He yeah, was yeah. he was the half life to Metazone's Steam. Yeah, so he built all the games he built, all all of like the first original Metas, right? And then so after I think people started to buy them, so people landowners started to understand. Okay, now there's potential for me to populate my land with some actual content. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know this didn't exist until this point. So Metazone as a platform is proven in my eyes, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully in your eyes too loyal listeners as yeah. oscar starts to move back there look he's waving dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> what timing dude yeah what well, anyway yeah. yeah he's not even like online to any extent or listening he's just clapping for like no reason wow dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's clapping at his own achievements dude he knows oh. what we're talking about dude that's fucking weird that's crazy dude <laughs> yeah that timing was perfect dude. anyways so we got to do it again, basically, with these districts because we have a whole new problem now. Yeah, um, that's right. It's completely different. Uh, we have to think it through, and we have to figure out how to like p- how this platform can service them as well. So yeah, so, so let me reiterate how this this thing is 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 going to work from our perspective. Yeah, and what we think is aligned with every single person, every single party involved when it when it comes to a district. So so let's describe the parties, right? There's the MetaZone party. There's the Meta owner, the the person who goes onto MetaZone and buys the content, whether it's a game or a building, it doesn't matter. So there's a Meta owner. There is the district leader. And then there's the content creator. So there's only four. There's only four parties to satisfy. Now, only saying only four, I mean, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of people, right? That's a lot of a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of people to satisfy. It's not exactly a straightforward thing to like accomplish. Yeah. So so here's our idea, our proposal, or how we're seeing solving the district dilemma. So now that meta owners can deploy any content without having land, that means creators can make bigger content, right? You're no longer kind of pigeon held to building one by one contents because that is your market size. That if you build a one by one, there's very likely a landowner out there that will see your content and deploy it because they have at least a one by one. Yeah. But now the majority of landowners are one by ones. I'm guessing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now the content creator can say, Hey, I've made this building. It's a two by one. It's a, three by two or a six by six. It doesn't matter what it is. Now it's bigger and it can be sold on MetaZone and anybody who doesn't necessarily own land, but they like Decentraland or they want to interact in this metaverse, they can buy that six by six content and deploy it into a district. So what does the district get? The district gets a content first deployed in the the emptiness that is the districts. Mm -hmm. Like it's essentially empty. Right now yeah. they get content deployed into the district. So what now, now they have a building, right? So what, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is there's probably going to be multiple people deploying in that district and multiple people deploying in a single district means you get residual 
foot traffic in that district because the guy that deploys the gallery in the district is probably next to the guy that deploys Corona zombies in that district. Corona zombies has events though. That event leads to more eyeballs at the gallery. Mm. And, and so all of a sudden metas on districts potentially earn more revenue because of the residual foot traffic. And so now the revenue is split between the district, the meta owner, meta zone, and the creator. Mm. Satisfying all four parties. Look at that. Yeah, it, something it, like this was initiated and attempted in Decentraland uh, that I can think of called the Neighborhood Project. They, a collection of people attempted to like purchase land all connected to one another and kind of mm. like simulate what a district with like shared ownership of content would look like. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, it, it, it worked. It worked from the ex the extent that a bunch of landowners who also could create content, made content, deployed it in the land right next to each other, and that was that. Mm -hmm. But uh, problem with from, their, the problem we yeah, have with the content is it, it, I don't think any of it was uh, revenue generating potentially. <laughs> and, and, and that I don't know if that was the, in, the intended goal for the neighborhood project. True. I think... So I think yeah. their goal was accomplished in the sense that uh, they got a bunch of people. First of all, collecting a group of people to buy the land next to each other. I mean, that's that in itself is really difficult. Yeah, and then on top true. of that, the people that bought that land can also deploy content on that land on their own. I mean, you're talking about the few people that could do that are actually doing that in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're taking that same kind of concept and we're expanding it. We're, we're allowing creators to be more creative. Uh, first of all, you have to be extremely creative to make stuff on a one-by-one, one, but now you have a little bit more creativity in the sense that you have more space to build, and you can build taller, too. So Yeah, so one thing we also need to figure out is how to get district leaders on board, for one. When we're, we're, we're getting that started with this one. This one is called currently called Game Junction. Uh, it's, it's, it's over here, negative 68, negative 7, if you want to come visit it, but... So yeah, we need to get more districts on board and they have to, they have to have a way to kind of like, like post a call to action to the community of creators that yes. exist on MetaZone. Like they have to paint a vision kind of like we've already kind of got that started with the versus page ourselves. Like the idea of a verse is like, uh, instead of a district, it's an actual game verse within the metaverse that yeah. we're like painting a vision of that game verse. One example is Corona Zombies, the other one Ethermon. And we're also laying out all the individual assets that exist within that universe or gameverse and at some point in the future it's going to have all the the important metrics needed to gauge you know all the transaction volume mm -hmm. uh the meta purchases all the gameplay activity stuff like that so we're gonna to have to figure out an angle as well how to get district owners <clears throat> to like attract creators to start producing the right metas you know what i mean like uh yeah. So like, for example, if you're, if you're a district owner and your theme is like Egyptian theme, like you need to post a call to actions. Like I need Egyptian themed content created by the community, post it on MetaZone. We'll do some marketing to get that stuff bought and deployed within the district. And the district owner can decide where to put it. And it pop, it, it's, it's crowdsourcing content creation for your district. Like there's yeah, a platform right. for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot. I'm pretty sure this is going to snowball into like some, you know, district features six months from now are going to look nothing like what we just discussed. Being yeah, like, for sure. There's going to be so many different evolutions to it, just like, you know, just like how MetaZone has uh, yeah. I progressed. Mean, so you know? I think if you play this, this sort of um, incentive mechanism out to infinity, I feel like we can populate the districts significantly faster than we can populate the central land, you know, going one by one, uh, landowner by landowner. Mm. And why do you think that you think is the districts are, are more, I think, I think because, more, because of the compounding yeah. effect of a district, if, if a district has a bunch of content owned by the community because they bought it and they played in that district, mm -hmm. that community has a, like a residual benefit with each other that if one hosts an event in that district, the other, the, the other pieces of content on that district get, get foot traffic and therefore potentially more revenue share of uh, what, what happens within that district. Just because now we have several people shilling the same land because mm -hmm. you have so much content deployed in a single location. 
So the thing that interests me is like, <clears throat> I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on like the, the structure of districts. I, I, I've, I've heard people like Rio try to explain it to me as far as like districts are essentially owned by a bunch of people, like people own the land underneath the district. So do you think, do you foresee a reality where let's say on this district alone, we get, we, we get the ball rolling on this district and we can prove our concept and we show that we can attract enough foot traffic to this small district with 30 something lands. And there's enough people here with engaging content that was all created through MetaZone creators. And it's, it's all being deployed by this one district owner to where it now becomes the shining star of districts that all the other landowners from all the other districts are going to start demanding that their district hosts or whatever they're called mm -hmm. start, you know, utilizing the same platform that our Kickstarter district is using. Yeah. Like, do, do you think that, is going to happen. Do you basically I, he, do the he, district owners give a fuck enough to like would they if they saw that proof of concept, would they jump on board? What do you think? Um, or do they really not care that much? No, that's a good question. I think there's a 50-50 split between how districts are broken out up in terms of some have business models that are completely not aligned with what's actually happening in the central land. And and then the other 50% maybe have some activity in terms of the district uh, landowners in that district that they're be, they're going to request that the district be connected to MetaZone so that content and revenue generation at least begins to, to yield some value in holding this land in the district. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, if, if people are paying attention to Decentraland, like that's, that's what I foresee happening. If you're not paying attention, then you really don't care about what's happening in Decentraland. Right, you're just gonna buy your land, hold on to it, and just not think about it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, and and if uh, you completely disagree with our assessment of districts, let us know in the comments. Let us know on Discord. Call us out. Uh, explain to us what you think is actually happening with districts, or I don't know. Put you know, put your own thoughts out there and let us know because we want to hear it. Yeah. 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 I I think enough time has passed to give districts an opportunity to like present present their case as far as like uh their potential to deliver on their end you know yeah and and you know the district's leaders it's cool having access to thousands of lands right you know, like mm -hmm. it's it's very cool but it's as cool as having a website that nobody visits mm. right so you can have a cool like landing page but if nobody mm -hmm. gets there what's the point yeah yeah very true so basically the value only comes from uh, the traffic you can generate. Yeah. And, and the content that gets deployed. I mean, I mean, yeah, otherwise, just, what are we doing? What, yeah. what are districts doing? Just like sitting there doing nothing. Like what, 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 I don't understand. Yeah. Ultimately like the districts have to get their act together <laughs> one way or another. Cause yeah, they're I, the, I think, these are the hubs, the zones most likely for engaging content for like a player base to exist and to frequently revisit within all of Decentraland, right? Because the rest of the rest of the land content is like fragmented among multiple owners, so it's going to be a lot more difficult to coordinate any kind of like you know cohesive vision. Like I said yeah. uh, earlier, yeah, it's a lot easier for a district to do that because really it's 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 like centralizing all of that into one location. You know, I mean, MetaZone is a platform and like the game versus is supposed to kind of like solve that fragmentation issue yeah. like, among the general population of landowners, but districts are just, it's just easier. Like all the lands connected it is all here in one place. So yeah, they have the highest potential to produce exactly. something, something good, something exactly. really captivating to where people are going to come back over and over again. That's why in our mind, this is the perfect opportunity for us to create a PVP battleground. Boom. Which dude, is exactly what we're going to do. Such a killer segue, I man. Yeah. Segway of the year, dude. Like <laughs> segue of the year. I've had a lot of good ones, dude. Yeah, yeah I think that would quite top the charts. Yeah. But, uh, dude, like I, I, I feel like it's a no-brainer. Like, what are we gonna do with this nice big chunk of land? I mean, we don't control this. We're not saying we own the district. Now we're like, oh, no, definitely not. They can revoke our access at any time that they wish. Correct, but we've proposed to this district owner like we're creating a, a PvP meta, which is essentially just a grid of 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 space, right? That within this grid of space, you're now able to kill other avatars, you know, with our gameplay mechanics. You don't just you don't just tap on their shoulder and be like, oh, you're dead. 
Yeah. You know, we're actually going to be shooting at each other with motherfucking phaser beams and yeah. shit at some point <laughs> in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we want this to be cool as fuck. But so very soon we'll be hosting an event to kind of like get that ball rolling too. Very you know soon, I mean? like within the next six to seven days, very soon. Yeah. Probably like by the time you guys watch or listen to this, like within the next few, few days. days yeah. Know? So, so. <clears throat> I mean, come participate in this because this is a big deal, dude. This, yeah, this as is far a, as I know, this is the first time PvP, real PvP, has existed in the metaverse. You know what yeah, I mean? that's right. So, I mean, what the fuck? What are you waiting for? Yeah, like a shooter PvP. <laughs> I mean, we we've had a PvP experience with the soccer tournament, right? So we're gonna True. so we're gonna expand that and do a PvP shooter experience. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, the soccer tournament is PVP, and since there's two teams and they're co-op playing with one another to achieve, I guess that's cool. But I don't know. When I think player versus player, I think kill. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, so we're just utilizing the fact that we have metas like scattered throughout this district currently. Like, if this, if you didn't play paintball as a kid, like I don't know, you, you missed out bigly. But this is like. This to me is the most ideal paintball course I've ever seen. Hmm. There's plenty of cover scattered throughout this district to where, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. You you can customize this arena with different metas. And so yeah. if you hide behind a billboard that says metazone on there, you won't get shot, right? And yeah. that's that's sort of the point. Yeah, so I mean this whole I'm not exactly sure how big the PVP zone's going to be, but it's gonna be big enough to where there's gonna be plenty of cover plenty of open spaces so there's going to be like strategic shooting involved but it should be fun dude it, yeah. it should be fucking killer like i said this is the first time this is going to exist so i can't wait for that <laughs> yeah for sure but like i said only reason this is possible now is because we have like uh, alignment with the district i guess mm -hmm. and 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 by the way he the district owner doesn't own this content right yeah, the, the district. Don't, yeah, that's correct. The, the district yeah. leader does not own this content. This content is owned by actually two individuals. We have P Dub, and we have U. Um, U W. Yeah, good luck saying that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's essentially two pieces of uh, two owners who are deploying their content here, and it yeah. it could be ten owners, it could be you know twenty owners. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Ultimately, like you as a meta owner, you are a contributor to this district. You're contributing your property of game content of assets whatever it ends up being to this district to utilize i guess how either how they feel is best implemented or there's got to be some kind of like community i guess you kind of like form like a micro community at that point like you as contributors of metas and you as these district owners you have to collaborate in a way to figure out how to get all you know these two classes of assets to mm -hmm. build like the best experience possible yeah you know? because it's to the benefit of both parties that's right you know because the whatever revenue whatever is being generated here in this specific location is being split among all parties so that's right that's that's where the again following the aligning the incentive protocol that we've existed on up until this point <laughs> we're just yeah. putting that to the districts now so, so, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, we've explained what we're doing with districts now. And if you have any questions, let us know on Discord, whether it's in Decentraland's Discord or our own Discord. Um, just hit us up. Um, I think that covers everything. Uh, we want to keep this short. It's been uh, about an hour and eight minutes. But yeah, let's keep it short. Just like show up if you if you want to have fun times. <laughs> I yeah. can't think of anything more fun than. Shooting each other. Shooter. I'm telling yeah, you, when we were uh, testing Corona Zombies back in the day, and we can actually kill each other at that time, because at that time we were like testing different aspects of Corona Zombies, and we could shoot yeah. at each other. I would spend my time just shooting at Iron Man while he was trying to shoot the little spiders, and it was quite the entertaining factor in our our testing moments yeah. there. Yeah, it was just it was super triggering. <laughs> yeah mostly because like i was actually trying to achieve like you know uh goals you know goals but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying to actually you know play the gameplay objectives but you were just griefing me the whole time yeah <laughs> but remove those gameplay objectives and now it's an even playing field and now i'm gonna like kick your ass as soon as gameplay comes in you know what i'm saying yeah well you got and a bit I, I think of we're advantage. gonna have a new contract too yeah for sure yeah for sure so there's there's gonna be wearables at stake this weekend for this PvP. So man, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be quite interesting to see what happens. 
I'm not 100 sure what the <clears throat> contract objective is going to be. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a kill count, just like yeah, maybe just like, like the spiders like and sushis. 25 kills. If you get 25 kills, you get in a raffle. If you get the most kills, you get like yeah, like yeah. We'll, another we'll, we'll structure it the same. The best PVPer of the weekend will guaranteed like a, a, a wearable. You know, if you don't yeah. know what the wearables look like, I'm rocking it right now. This yeah. is the full set, dude. Look at that. Damn. This is the this is the Corona Zombies. Uh, mercenary set so there's only a hundred of each piece in existence actually less than that now yeah because a large portion has been distributed but it's a legendary class so pretty cool actually has real value to it <laughs> yeah if you didn't know but yeah that's kind of the whole point like you know again these things exist in the traditional gaming space where you could pvp and earn in-game content and rewards but none of that shit has any value to it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. All it is, is is stuff you can <clears throat> just like this. Put it on your avatar, and that's that's as far as uh That's as far as the, the functionality goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is no way for you to extract any additional value other than like e glory. Yeah. Know? But this right here, I mean, if you're if you're lucky, you could list on OpenSea or whatever or Decentraland Marketplace and make you a nice little nice little you know sunday dinner fund or something yeah. you know or maybe like weed fund for the month you know? <laughs> <laughs> depends how you like to spend your money but yeah that's that's the point though like you're actually earning something by doing this stuff so no, absolutely so yeah um make sure you join us this weekend so this is going to be a testing ground for this pvp there's still a lot of stuff that we need to build out but the functionality is there and the ability to shoot each other and web sockets, real-time shooting effects, all that stuff is going to be there. Um, so make sure you join us and give us feedback because we need a lot of it. And hopefully you will, um, you'll enjoy what we bring this weekend. Make sure you follow us at the Runner and at Metazone.io on Twitter. Comment and subscribe, like, all that stuff on YouTube. And hopefully we will see you next week on the next Runner. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Right. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.